Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast where we run weekly experiments, question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. Welcome. Welcome back. I've got a bit more of a structure, so we're going to move on to this next thing, my uh, fake advertisements. This podcast is not brought to you by Scribd. Scribd is the Netflix of books. They have one of the largest selections of ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, and documents. With Scribd, there are no limits to your reading. You get unlimited access to everything for only $8.99 a month. There is no contract and you can cancel anytime. Scribd is a no bullshit company and wants you to try their service for free for 30 days. If at the end of these 30 days you're not satisfied, you can cancel your membership for, with no questions asked. So head on over to Scribd.com and type in the promo code. Actually, there's no promo code because this podcast is not sponsored by Scribd. <laughs> But I wanted ads. I mean, I everybody hates ads. I don't know, but I, I kind of don't hate the ads sometimes. When I'm listening to Tim Ferriss and to 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 Joe, Joe Rogan. Because if it if it's shit they actually use, then I know it's high quality. And I guess that's why they get them as sponsors. I just feel like those two people don't do it for the money. Maybe they do, because I saw I mean, I saw what Tim was getting paid. For a, for an ad on his website, I was like, "Oh shit!" But I, I doubt he does it for the money because he's got so many fucking, he's so many, so many like people knocking on his door. But anyway, I, I just, uh, I had this idea, and I thought it was a fun way. I enjoyed it because I actually wanted to share the shit that I use. So this is one thing I use. Scribd. I just started using it three days ago. Scribd is like the Netflix of of uh podcasts podcasts fuck me sorry it's fucking uh what is it <laughs> um ebooks and audiobooks and magazines I, I i don't know magazines i i don't read the magazines but anyway i'm on book two not that i've finished two books but i've started them simultaneously four hours into i'm four hours into the to the truth by neil strauss and about an hour into um Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which we're going to talk about in today's podcast. All right. Next thing is uh, we're, we're going to do a little update on the weekly experiment, which is 308 kettlebell swings a day. We are currently on um, what's 308 minus 22. I don't know. Uh, fucking all right, 12, 14, 14. 86 286 i'm right i think we've done 286 we need one more set and it's uh 6 40 p.m you might be wondering if you're paying attention hey caesar it's already past six you should have been done 40 minutes ago what gives i'll tell you what gives what gives is that um it was 5 a.m and i was barely coming to the, i mean i woke up at 4 30 but my brain is kind of like not on sometimes some days so today it wasn't on and i was just like making my breakfast and i'm like fuck i look at the time it's 505 and i'm like i'll just fucking i'll push it what if we push it because the whole thing is making it enjoyable right and at that point it was kind of like i mean i could do it but then i thought you know what if this happens again tomorrow what if it happens again tomorrow 
And then the next day, am I setting myself up for failure? I want to stress that I was ready to do them. But I was just looking for the most effective way to stay on track without it feeling like, oh, I have to do the 22 kettlebell swings. So I pushed I pushed it an hour back. Instead of finishing at 6, I finish at 7 now. Start at 6 a.m., finish at 7 p.m. And I'm thinking because it's gotten easier. It's gotten a lot. I feel it. It's easier. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I I, I don't. My heart isn't beating as fast, and it's not that it was beating very fast, um, because I was pretty conditioned to already doing kettlebell swings. But you know, there was yesterday. I remember after one of the sets, I was like, oh, I was breathing a little harder. I can feel my heart. I was like, whoa, okay. But today it was just like nothing. I get to twenty two, and I'm like. That's it. So I'm thinking it might be even smart to increase the number of reps I do to like 25. Well, the math, the math has to make sense, right? If anything, I'll just add, I'll just add to them, but do them in less hours. Because one of the things is that it does, I have to do it every hour. It, it's not that it's inconvenient because I actually kind of wakes me up. It keeps me going. So it's not bad at all. Um, the way I'm, this is all part of the update. The way I am, I am making sure that I stay on track is that I have a Timex, uh, what is this? A Timex Iron Man, Iron yeah Iron Iron Man watch, which is like waterproof and it's got your stopwatch, your chronograph. I think it's what it's called. Your your or that's a stopwatch, but then it's got the timer, and so I'm using the timer and it has a sequence where it's like, you put however much time and it'll just repeat when it ends. And so I don't even have to touch my watch. It's beautiful. Um, I got this because Jocko had one, right? This is the this is the same brand that Jocko would always post a, a picture of. And I got it about two years ago or a year and a half ago. It's been fucking great because it's waterproof. And I used to go to this place in Austin called the Recovery Lab. It was fucking awesome. And I hope they stay open. I hope they make it through the coronavirus because it was this place where you, they had um they they had cold tub a cold tub for cold exposure and then a hot tub right next to it. And you would alternate between the two. I mean, it, it's for recovery. It's the cold and hot exposure, but it was amazing. Um, I had never been in such cold water to where like you just had get these crazy sensations. And once you go into the hot water, it's crazy. It's a little painful, just a, just a tad, just a tad painful, but it did fix a uh, little tweaks, little muscle tweaks I had. I would fix them every time I would go. If I got, for example, I got a muscle tweak um, doing kettlebell swings in my, my lower back, and I went later that day, gone completely. It was fucking incredible. Fucking amazing. Um, continuing to, so one of the things that I'm keeping an eye on is is I'm worried about form. So I'm, I'm making sure that I have the correct form every time I'm doing the, the kettlebell swings because I'm doing a lot of them. And I feel like if I have the wrong form, just by my body could probably handle it in the beginning, but because we're doing so many reps and every day, um, I'm pretty sure that would lead to injury. I'm making sure to warm up a little bit every, every time I'll do a couple of just like hip hinges, which is basically the motion of the kettlebell swing. Um, I'll do some hip circles, five to the right, five to the left. And in the morning I'll do some, uh, windmills, so we're like, I stretch kind of like a, uh, 
in a yoga pose, it would be like you're going into like a fallen triangle and then you bring you're looking up. Right. Because once you go into the fallen triangle, your your right arm, let's say we're doing it on the right side of your right arm is down to your foot and you're looking up to your left arm. Then you bring your left arm down your body as close as you can all the way down to meet your right hand. And then you sweep it over to your left foot in one motion and then kind of do a backwards, uh, the same motion, but backwards. So now you're going to lift your right hand up to the sky and then come back out of it to like where you're standing out with your legs kind of wide and your arms out. So that's one of my, I, I learned that when I was going to the Ana gym here in Austin. And it was, I learned so many stretches when I was going to that gym. If you ever get a chance, go to the on gym. It's fucking incredible. Okay. Some blockers. <laughs> when I went to when I went to business school, we learned like this method of updating each other about the projects we were doing. And one of the parts was like, you explain your blockers. <laughs> and your blockers are basically like obstacles that are getting in the way of achieving what you want to achieve. And these are like minor little uh, blockers, if you will. Uh, the first one is chafing. All right. There's some chafing going on in between my legs because of the scraping because I'm wearing shorts when I do the kettlebell swings and it's scraping against my leg because my my underwear, my fucking uh, boxer briefs, they like come up and they don't they don't block that part of my body. It just happens to be so that every time I swing, it's just an exposed part of skin that that my where my underwear isn't. So. That's getting annoying because it's starting to hurt, uh, but it's not too bad. Um, the solution I'm thinking for that, an adjustment that might be a possible fix, is to just do them, do the swings in my underwear. You know, uh, I mean nobody's here. Um, my roommates don't give a fuck. I'm just, I'm trying to do my 308 kettlebell swings. This is for science, right? That's a possible fix, or also. I'm trying to see maybe it's just this pair of underwear because it, it is a different brand. Um, I should uh, maybe check if the other, just wear the other. I do have some longer ones. Yeah, I'll just wear the longer ones probably. That'll probably be my fix. Um, the next blocker is that sometimes I'll wait like 10 minutes after my alarm to do them because I'm in the middle of like a task. I'm in the middle of like uh, updating the website or uh, writing the blog or whatever. And I'm in the middle of an idea. That's not that big of a deal because I end up doing it. And the way I keep myself um, accountable is that I have a kind of like a whiteboard. I use a mirror as my whiteboard. So we have like several whiteboards, but we use the mirrors. And I put like a checklist of all the hours I have to do the kettlebell swings. So I'll put 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 p.m. And then I'll just check off the ones that are already done. If there's no check mark, that means I haven't done it. So I, I don't lose track of which ones I don't do. Um, however... I think I should stay on track, and and the possible a possible fix for that would be to um, just prioritize the kettlebell swing. I don't know if that would be effective though, or efficient in the as a whole of the uh, of productivity. Because sometimes I'm in the middle of an idea, like I'm like, oh, oh, I'm I'm gonna flow here. But I guess if I'm not in, a, in the middle of an idea, and I just really want to keep working. I guess I can stop for a bit. And that's the that's the update.
Okay, let's move on to the blog post that I wrote this morning was called The Life-Changing Magic of Questioning Assumptions. And then dot, 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 or it's a, what is that called? Semicolon? Colon. It's a colon. Habit building. The life-changing magic of questioning assumptions, habit building. And this is how it reads. I always write about implementing atomic habits into my life. Whoa. Already messed up. I promise I practiced beforehand. I missed the, uh, I missed a how. We're going to restart. <clears throat> I always write about how implementing atomic habits into my life is the best way I have found to build habits. But is this the most effective method to build the life I want to live? This morning I began to I began listening to Marie Kondo's audiobook, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She begins the book by presenting the idea that the best way to live an organized life is to tidy up your home and workspace and workspace in one fell swoop. Kondo says that the popular advice to tidy a little every day does not work. Tidy a little every day and you'll be tidying forever. That's one of her quotes. Her argument is that to change your habits, you have to change the way you think. This has to be a dramatic change so that it affects your emotions deeply enough to create an irresistible feeling of wanting to change the way you live your life. I have to admit that my approach to getting more organized would have been to implement small habits. Listening to the beginning of this book revealed that I was assuming there was only one best way to build new habits. But what if there are several ways to build habits? And several best ways to build habits? And what if the best way to do so changes depending on what on the kind of habits that you are trying to build? What Marie Kondo is saying about invoking an emotional response to create lasting change makes a lot of sense to me. I can forget great ideas that come to mind, but I have never forgotten the most intense emotions I have experienced throughout my life. My emotions drive everything that I do. Small habits have worked, for, have worked well for me with exercise because easing into an exercise routine is a great way to minimize the feelings of discomfort while amplifying the good feelings of accomplishment at the end of each workout. The fundamental idea behind the atomic habits approach and Kondo's one fell swoop approach is the same. Manipulate your emotions to change what is enjoyable in your life to then change your habits. The question to ask is not which method is better, but instead which method is more effective in creating an emotional response around the area of life that you want to change. I want to say that I was wrong to assume that small habits were, were the one cure for everything. However, I cannot do that yet. I need to test this one fell swoop method for myself to see if it leads to lasting changes in my way of thinking and daily habits. Moving forward, I plan to finish the book and to test Marie Kondo's method within the next two weeks. And that's that's the that's what I wrote this morning. Because um, this morning I woke up, and because I have my membership at Scribd, which you can get at Scribd.com. I don't know why I'm advertising so hard for them. No, I, I do know why I'm advertising so hard for them. I'm going to take a little side note here. Dude, it's just a phenomenal service. Like, this is the future. This is the way of, like, the future of books. Um, I love Audible. They do have a bit a bigger selection. That's just a fact. However, the Scribd has great fucking books. I mean, they have Marie Kondo's book. They have um, some Stephen Pressfield books. They, they just have, like, titles that are big. And you get un an unlimited amount for eight ninety nine a month. Like what? Yes. One day I was searching. I just searched up uh, the Netflix of 
the Netflix of uh, of books, and this came up. This is the way to go. I love, I love, I love companies that have no contracts, month to month, um, and they give you like the most value, and that's exactly what Scribd is doing. I feel, I I, I believe strongly that um I understand that that housing should be month to month, at least for students. Because life changes so quickly, you know. You don't know where. You're in. At least I don't. Life for me changes so quickly. I I want I want to be able to move. Like if I want, like the the next month, I don't want to be stuck in a one year contract. Especially when you're a student, or what if like you lose your job or something, or you have to, you know, it just just fucks you over. So I'm a big believer in no contracts, month to month. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing, and. The fact that they give you unlimited access, I mean, I was consuming so many books, I didn't want to buy them, or I wanted to consume so many books. I didn't want to buy them. I was like, fuck, all right, I need to strategize with my credits in Audible, but not anymore. Anyway, let's get back to the article. Yeah, I read this, and I was thinking, like, wow, she's, uh, or I read it, I, I heard it on audio, and she was like, kind of, I, in the beginning, I thought she was proposing the opposite of what I had been used to, which was um, to you know do it um it's in small ways which she kind of is but the thing is that i guess with organizing and tidying up she has a point like that wouldn't have been the way to make it the most enjoyable um and actually i don't know why i say she has a point because i i just i've never really tidied up i'm not super messy but I, what I'm trying to say is that I don't know where she's coming from and she's dedicated her life to this. And she said for years, it took her three years to figure this out. That's what she said. Um, when she was first starting out and as a consultant, she, if she was first starting out as a consultant, she was a consultant for, I guess, organization tidying up. And I mean, it's a whole, her whole life now and she loves this shit. She talks about it in the book, how this is like, she, she always loved reading like the magazines about, uh, home design and stuff. And so, yeah, this was, uh, I was excited when I heard this. I was like, oh, no fucking way. There's like a, there's another way to build habits. And, and she was like, just mentioning, she was like, this will change your habits. Doing this in one fell swoop will change your habits. You'll change your life. And as you, as you listen to her, like her, her reasoning for why, um, I forget the reasoning, but I remember feeling like, holy shit, I'm excited. I want to do this. Like, you're right. It is going to change. It is going to change the way I live. And, and the reason it was exciting me, it started to remind me of like when I read, um, those two books that I've mentioned, uh, spark, which changed my mind about exercise and sleep, which changed my, the, why we sleep, which changed my mind about sleep. Those two books really changed my life. And now this this lady is talking about organization. And it's something that I haven't really thought about. I never really thought about sleep either. But I think this might change my life. I started to get excited. So I'm going to continue to listen to the book and um, just, uh, and uh, yeah, do it. Do it. Do the, the method or whatever she proposes. So that's the book that I'm reading right now. Um, 
I've already shared script with you. I wanted to have a little segment where I share some knowledge, not some knowledge as in shared something like that I learned or maybe like a, a little cool tool or something. I didn't know that you can schedule texts. So that's a fucking amazing tool for me at least because sometimes I tell my friends like, hey, I want to remind you about this and or like uh, do this for me on the weekend. For example, I'll give you an example. One of my friends is going back home uh, to where we're from and I want something picked up from my house. And I'm like, can you pick it up? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just remind me. Well, fuck, that's four days away. So how do I how do I fucking remind him? I automated four texts every day. Starting on Friday morning, then Friday evening, Saturday morning, Saturday evening. And I put, this is an automated text from Caesar. Remember to get my cooking torch, my blah, 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 blah. And um, this is a great way to send happy birthday to people. Um, I can do it. I have an Android phone. I have a Samsung phone. And you can do it really easily under the messaging app. Just go to like the little square option. The little more options next to the text message when you're writing the message next there's like the the picture then the camera then there's the little squares for more options and then you you click that and you have an option schedule message i'm pretty sure iphone has this and if they don't that's ridiculous but pretty sure they have this anyway i found it useful for reminders or just sending people happy birthday <laughs> um it's a great way it's it's a way to automate your life we're automating baby tim ferris style Okay, the next thing is that I'm gonna I'm adding show notes now. We're getting legit. We're getting more and more legit. We're pushing. I'm fu- I'm fucking practicing the the blog. I'm practicing reading the blog. I I re- read it once before, right before I I started, and then we added show notes. So when I'm gonna talk about Scribd, I'm gonna have a link for Scribd. I'm gonna have a link for Marie Kondo's book. I'm gonna have a link for the Four Hour Work Week because I just talked about productivity from Tim Ferriss. Oh, and also because the next quote is going to be from the four hour work week and moving forward, I plan to have these show notes where anything I talk about like products or websites, tools, you can, you can just go to the show notes under the description of the podcast and, um, click on the links, making it a lot easier for you to explore the things with me. All right, and uh, lastly, I'm going to end it off with a quote. I think I'm going to start ending off with quotes, give you something to talk about, something to ponder right after. And excuse me because my my uh, my alarm is about to ring. I need to do my last set of kettlebells. There's 18 seconds left. I'm going to stop it. Boom. Okay. So here it is. If you don't make mistakes, you're not working hard enough. Pro- oh, my God, I messed it up. Let's try it again. <clears throat> if you don't make mistakes, you're not working hard enough. Oh, it's because I'm missing an on. I fucked myself over. If you don't make mistakes, you're not working on hard enough problems. And that's a big mistake. That's from Frank Wilshek, the Nobel Prize winner in physics. And I got that from the 4-Hour Workweek. So, push yourself. And let's make some mistakes, baby. We'll be back tomorrow.